Welcome to the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. I'm Cassie Hausauer, published writer, wine lover, and founder of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots blog. Each week, I will be bringing you a guest interview with the faces of those in the Western and Rodeo community, getting an up-close and personal look into their lives and season. Welcome back to the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. Thanks for joining me. It's been another hot minute since I've done a podcast, but here we are. The rodeo season is winding down. Champions have been crowned in the Lakeland Rodeo Association as well as the Wild Rose Rodeo Association the past couple of weekends. The Foothills Cowboy Association will have their finals in Red Deer the Thanksgiving weekend, as always. After party in the guitar room at the Sheraton. All that remains for the CPRA is Brooks and Hannah Pro Rodeos. And then we have the Grassroots Finals in Calgary, September 29th and 30th. Then we patiently wait for the Canadian Finals Rodeo in Edmonton at the Northlands Coliseum. This will be the last year at the Coliseum as they are closing their doors. Where will the CFR end up? I don't know. Also happening this week is the Winston Bruce Memorial and Invitational Bronc Riding. All of this begins at 3 p.m. on Tuesday, September 19th in Pinocchio, Alberta at the Cal Nash Ag Event Center. That about sums things up for now. Please enjoy the podcast. All right, here today we are ready to talk to Carmen Larson, the host of the Race for a Reason Benefit Barrel Racing Jackpot. Welcome to the podcast, Carmen. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so let's first off talk a little bit about, little bit about you. Uh, would you tell our audience a little bit about your barrel racing history and just about yourself and what you do? Um, for sure. Um, so I guess first I, I don't come from a rodeo or a barrel racing family. Um, we always had horses as I was growing up, um, but nobody ever competed or anything. Mm -hmm. And then when I was probably seven or eight, my brother got into team roping and we met some families who rodeoed through that. Um, the Tunkies and the Mannings who are both family friends of ours to this day. Yeah. And it kind of took off from there, and I stole my brother's rope horse, and lots of people <laughs> remember me riding him. He was white, and his name was Bob, and I started barrel racing, and from then on, my mom hauled me all over Alberta to the amateur rodeos as a peewee and a junior barrel racer. Uh-huh. I went to the WRA and the LRA rodeos, and I qualified in the finals quite a few times. I won the Lakeland finals one year. And then as I got older, I um, got pretty heavily involved in the high school rodeo scene, mm-hmm. and I made provincials and Canadians, and I qualified to Silver State one year, and then on to nationals twice. Uh-huh. And then um, after high school, I went to college in New Mexico on a rodeo scholarship, and so I was in um, Hobbs at New Mexico Junior College. Uh-huh. And I college rodeoed. I competed in the Southwest region of the National Intercollegiate Rodeo Association. Cool. And um, as far as my barrel racing went, my first few years of college, I I sucked. I <laughs> By whose standards, was, Carmen? Come it on. Was bad. Oh my gosh, it was bad. I uh, I got my butt whoops. I went down there, and it was kind of a rude awakening. It was very different from here at home. Um, so it was tough. Um, but then, so my third year, I 
I transferred over to West Texas A&M in Canyon, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a younger horse coming up who I actually still have to this day, Newfie. He was like my up-and-comer at the time. Uh-huh. And um, and things kind of turned around for me, and he started running tough. And at my first college rodeo in my third year, I, I made the short round. And kind of from then on out, I was able to get something done and made quite a few short rounds, and I was able to run with the pack which yeah. was good and I mean I didn't I didn't win any and I didn't blow them out of the water but I ran with the pack and when I look back at who was there and who I was competing against I mean there was Carly Richardson and Kelly Collier and Taylor Langdon like girls who are going to the NFR been, yeah <laughs> like, exactly been to the NFR or are going there and yeah. so just to run with them like I was pretty happy with that that's a big accomplishment so yeah, so it's exciting. Um, so I finished off school there at uh, West Texas A&M. I graduated with a teaching degree. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to come back home to Alberta quite yet. No. So I <laughs> stuck around, and I went down to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And I took some um, grad classes, and I college rodeoed for another year. And I went to lots of jackpots. I went to a ton of jackpots while I was down there. And I rode with some people. I had opportunities to ride with some amazing people, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, so, yeah, I, I went to school. I was a professional student, and I <laughs> rode raced and rode a lot of horses while I was down there. Oh, that's so awesome, though. That's living the dream. It is. And, like, for any, any kids who get the opportunity to go down there and do that, the rodeo thing down there, I – recommend that to anybody it's so worth it I loved it I I I would do it all over it was great so and then um about two years ago I moved home so um and since I've been home I'm kind of all over the place I haven't really chased one circuit I've been to some pro rodeos I've been to the fraternities and derbies I've gone to lots of open jackpots I um I've had multiple horses until recently Mm -hmm. so I kind of pick and choose where where the money was at and where my horses would work best or yeah you know just go go according to where I could hopefully win the most and so yeah that's what I've been doing since I'm home and then when I'm not barrel racing I teach I utilize my teaching degree oh good you're putting it to work so what are what are you teaching I um I was subbing a lot, and then I actually just got a position for the rest of the year at um, the high school. I'll be teaching um, grade 9 and 10 math and grade 10 social and some calm. So that's where I want to be is at the high school. I like the high school level. Perfect. That'll be so good. Yeah, so I'm excited, and it kind of starts in October, so... That's perfect for my barrel racing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everything slows down and you can get right into it. Well, that is sure. Cool. Okay. Well, before we get into the main reason we're here, I want to talk about one thing. Uh, Have you watched the video of the four-year-old Dash to Fame mare rolling in the fame? She ran the 16.399 down in Brazil. What are your thoughts on that being a world record? Um, I've watched it and it's insane fast. Yes. That's crazy. So crazy. I think... Um, like thinking about this, one of my dream vacations is to go to Brazil and watch barrel racing. Right. And see their horses. Yeah. 
Um, the horsepower and the barrel racing down there appears to be incredible. And I also find it super interesting that lots of these fast, fast runs that we see are, they're jockeyed by men, which yeah. is something we don't see very often up here. No. And, yeah. And those guys, like, I mean, half those runs look scary fast, but they're like, they're fearless riders. And that's so cool. I wish I could ride like that. Oh, <laughs> but, me too. Yeah. I'd yeah, like to go so, down there and check out the ground. Like, someone do a ground clinic in Brazil. Show us what we got to do. Because, you know, the ground is so important to have fast runs like that. Right. Yeah. They have something figured out down there that we don't have up here. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to know what it is. Especially so. this far north. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and I think... I think it's super cool for our industry that these records are being um, broken. I mean, we saw Calgary. Yeah. A new record at Calgary this yes, year. That and was I think awesome. that, yeah, I think that means that, um, you know, barrel racing is at its best right now. The horses and trainers and jockeys and the business today are some of the best that there's ever been. And that's pretty exciting for our sport. Absolutely, it is. Well, perfect, Kate. So let's get to it. We'll talk about your event, the race for a reason. Uh, this is the second year running. Last year, how much did you raise for Parkinson's Alberta? Last year, we raised just over $9,400. That is awesome. Wow, good yeah. job. Um, what made you want to do the race for a reason initially? Like, what sparked your idea? Um. So when I lived in the States, as I said previously, I went to a ton of barrel races and there was something about, I don't know, the atmosphere, whatever it was, there was something fun and just different about them that I had never experienced back home in Alberta. Uh And at some point when I was down there, I just, I don't know, I decided I want to host a barrel race when I go home. Yeah. I have no idea why. And even, you know, sometimes when I'm like, elbow deep and entries and trying to figure things out I still don't know why I want to do it <laughs> it's a lot of work um it is yeah but once I moved home I, I guess last year sometime I made a Facebook post I can't really even remember what it was something about an idea for a bro race yeah but I had a really great positive response yeah. to that post yeah and so I kind of just decided to go with it yeah. and I booked an arena and that arena was booked I was doing it. So then when I was kind of thinking for format and things like that, one of my favorite barrel races that I went to year after year while I was down in Texas was a benefit barrel race. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided to actually, you know, have this barrel race, it kind of seemed like a no brainer to have a benefit um, because at the time my mom had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Mm -hmm. So I guess I had a charity in mind right off the bat that I could, you know, put this benefit towards. So I decided to not only host a barrel race, but also, you know, raise awareness and funds, as well as let the barrel racing community um, show thanks to my mom, who um, is somebody who's been heavily involved in the barrel racing scene Mm -hmm. in Alberta for many years. Um, She was the barrel racing director of the WRA for several years. Mm -hmm. She won Cowboy of the Year one year in WRA, so that's cool. Oh, that's super cool. Um, Yeah, and she, I mean, she's helped with tons of jackpots. And she's probably watched more barrel racing than, like, the average person. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just, the ideas kind of all 
you know, fell together and seemed right. Definitely. Definitely. It was a huge success last year. Uh, this year, people will be running and raising money for the Multiple System Atrophy Co- Coalition. Uh, would you tell us about that, what it is? For sure. Um, so first, I want to address what multiple system atrophy is, um, because it's something I get asked all the time. Mm-hmm. People have never heard of it. So multiple system atrophy, or MSA for short, is a progressive brain disorder caused by the loss of nerve cells in specific areas of the brain. Um, So this loss causes problems with movement and balance and autonomic functions of the body. Mm -hmm. And often um, people are first diagnosed with Parkinson's and then later diagnosed with MSA. And this is exactly what happened with my mom, which is why last year we had, we raised money to Parkinson's Alberta because it's been since last year and this year that my mom has been um, re-diagnosed with MSA. Okay. So, yeah. And so the Multiple System Atrophy Coalition is a charitable organization and it's devoted to things like um, supporting patients and caregivers. Um, educating patients, caregivers, and healthcare professionals, Mm -hmm. financing and encouraging um, research towards identifying a cause and finding a cure because at this point they don't know a cause and there is no cure. And um, they also advocate um, for issues important to the MSA community, including creating greater awareness which is really at the end of the day that's what I'm trying to do is yes. to create awareness. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't I didn't know what that was. I'd never heard of it before. So Yeah. This is perfect what you're doing. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, last year how many entries did you have in the jackpot? Um, last year we had right around I believe right around the 120 mark okay. in the open. And then what are you expecting for this year? Like so far you've cuz you've taken pre-entries, right? I have. Yeah. Um I think right now I had a bunch of entries come today. I haven't added them in, but before today, I had about 50 pre-entries. Good. Um, but I ex- I expect to get more than we got last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, the interest that I've had this year has been phenomenal. It's People are – it's amazing how interested people are. Good. Um, and I actually have to like, give Carol Dawson a shout-out and a huge thank you because she's helped me out a ton, and That's she's awesome. been – by my side from the beginning great so um yeah just a couple days she actually or a couple days ago she posted on facebook and asked people if they wanted a entry form to just write their email and by the end of the day she had over 150 people commenting asking for entry forms so wow that was great that's so nice shout out to carol (laughs) woohoo yeah right so i was shocked at how many people showed interest and I felt bad for poor Carol having to send emails <laughs> all day, but I'm so thankful for her. I owe her big time. Uh, she's doing it out of the goodness of her heart. That's sweet. Yes, she really does. Yep. Uh, so for this one, do, for this year's race, do you have any sponsors? Yes. Oh my goodness, I have great sponsors and a ton of sponsors. I've had so many people step forward and and offer things. So I'm going to take a second and, and list them yes, off. Yes, please do. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so I have Castle Rentals, Jason Leggett, Boss Trucking, Outlaw Oil Field, Stanton Equine Vet Services, Freedom Tracks 25, Double V Contracting, Galloway Construction, Three Step Quarter Horses, Horseback Adventures, Nicole Smith, 
Ernie knows Fox Creek ghost, go, oh my goodness, ghost dust fabrication, <laughs> big horn heating, three-step LTD, Muldoon Horseworks. Um, those are just some of the cast sponsors. I've also had tons of people step forward and offer prizes. I have um, stuff from Ron Taylor, Trisana Nutrition, Cowgirl Class, Tara Jones, Dolores Day, Bobby Robinson, First Impressions, Terry Stevens, Donna Lowe, Navajo Creek Boutique. Um, I actually worry that I've missed people, and if I have, like, I'm so, I sincerely apologize, <laughs> because like I said, the amount of support that I've received from sponsors is amazing, and yeah. I'm so incredibly, yeah, I'm incredibly grateful for it, so, and I wish I could list off all the people who donate silent auction items, but there's so many that I would be here all night talking about it. Well, so what kind of things all, what kind of things sorry. can people expect to see in the silent auction? Um the silent auction. So oh last year we had awesome silent auction. It was awesome. Silent auction was great. Um and so this year um some of the stuff I have collected already is I have Western home decor items, I have back on track stuff. Oakley sunglasses, barbecue sets, um, salon gift cards, handmade gifts like paintings oh, and cool. quilting and skincare products. Um, I have a position in an Andrea Udall clinic. Ooh, that's that's yeah. a big one. That's so good. Like everybody yes. needs to go to this race, whether, whether they're riding in it or like just need something to do on the weekend. You've got to go to this race. Um, one of the things I noticed is different. Um, there's a team side pot. Can you give the listeners a little insight how to that how that works? For sure. So with the team side pot, it's twenty bucks, twenty five bucks um, a horse to enter, and you can enter as many of your horses as you want. And everyone who enters the side pot will be randomly drawn onto a team of four. Oh, okay, cool. So all four team members times will be combined both Saturday and Sunday. They'll be added together and an average will be taken and used to determine the placings, which I do in a a 3D format. So 100% of the team entry fee goes directly into the charity fund. Cool. So, yeah, so it's kind of a fun and easy way to directly donate to the charity. And you still have a chance to win prizes. I have some cool prizes for my team, um, the team challenge. And I guess my original thought behind the team challenge was kind of to encourage people to get to know each other and maybe cheer on new people. Um, I know I go to jackpots myself and there's people there I see, but I don't know who they are. And so I don't know. I feel like this team challenge maybe gives people the opportunity to meet new people and watch them run and, you know, cheer them on and hopefully maybe build a friendship or two and, just have fun. Like, yes. Something fun to do. Yeah. That's perfect, Carmen. Uh, so I also had noticed you had some really cool unisex shirts made up to raise funds for the race. Um, if people didn't purchase during your pre-order, can they purchase them at the race? I got one, and I'm waiting for it in the mail. <laughs> yeah. So the T-shirt thing has gone so much better than I had anticipated, which is great. Yes. But I had originally planned on ordering like I don't know 40 shirts I thought would be okay yeah and I just put my order in at the beginning of this week and I ordered over 200 shirts (gasps) Carmen that's amazing yeah it's crazy so and like 
majority of those are their pre-orders they're spoken for. Um, but for those people who didn't pre-order, I, I do have extras. I will have extras at the race that will be available for purchase right there. Perfect. Good. And then two, if the demand is high enough at the race and people, and they're all sold out and people want them, I would be more than happy to take orders at the brewer race and Perfect. make a second order and Perfect. ship them out or deliver them. Like if people are willing to buy them, I, I want to sell them to them. Yes. Obviously the more we can sell, the more money we can make. Exactly. So. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my next question for you, can people donate to the cause if they're unable to make it to the race or if they're just feeling extra generous during the race? For sure they can. Um, people can donate via with cash, check, e-transfer, and they can send that to me at two feather barrel horses and I don't maybe we can put my contact information with this link or whatever yeah for sure and so any donation like that will be added directly into the charity fund so yeah anybody can donate we encourage it <laughs> perfect Kate well is there anything that you want to let the listeners know about the race or is there anything that we missed regarding the race for a reason jackpot um yeah I have a few things actually okay. So for people entering, I want to remind them that it's Western Tire. I have a photographer, so okay. that's, I feel like that's a nice thing to do for a photographer. Yes, I agree. And I just fun. think it, it gives makes... us a good reason to, you know, dress nice. Yes, and it makes pictures and look so good. Yes, and I encourage people to wear purple. That's okay. like the NSA color, okay, so wear purple. Um, also... The payout is that it's an 80% payout. So it should pay really well. Especially yeah. if I get a lot of entries. Definitely. And yeah, and then and even with that, I take five dollars off every entry fee and stick it back into the charity fund. So just by entering, you're donating. That's which awesome. Oh well, Carmen, yeah. you're doing such a good thing. Thank you. And um Rodeo Go will be there this year taking care of the times. Awesome. Now I'm excited for that. As a contestant and as somebody, as the host, because yes. it takes a lot of pressure off me. Yes. So, so they'll be there. Um, prizes. I have awesome prizes, you guys. I hope you love them as much as I do. <laughs> I have buckles and mohair breast collars. Oh. And, yeah, custom purses and duffel bags and back on track stuff and wine. Yeah, lots yeah. of wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All kinds of things. So, oh, that's so good. Uh, the same as I did last year, I will have a volunteer sign-up sheet for barrel setters and gate workers, and I have all kinds of goodies for volunteers to possibly win. Um, it makes the day run a lot smoother if people, you know, just jump out there and help out for yes a few runs, and I appreciate that so much when people do. So that the sign-up sheet will be right there at the barrel race, and. I know a lot of people have been asking about time onlys, so I just wanted to say that time onlys will be available for purchase on September 25th via the Facebook page. And there will also be some available to purchase the day of the race. Okay. And then, um, so a couple other things that are just going on throughout the weekend for people to know about. Yeah. On Saturday night, we will have a $5 chili supper. We had that last year and it did really well. Perfect. And then... On Sunday morning, we're going to have a pancake breakfast this year. Nice. And that's some family friends of ours who do catering. Dave and Sonia Rawlings, they handle 
all of that. So I'm very thankful for them. Mm -hmm. And then um, Jordan Ness will be back to announce this year. He was fun last year. I think he entertains people well. Yeah, yeah, he does. So that's, I think that's it. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Kate, and lastly, when and where is the race? Um, The race is September 30th and October 1st, and it's in Thorsby. They're at the indoor arena. And it starts at 1 p.m. on Saturday and 11.30 on Sunday. And all information can be found on the Race for a Reason Facebook page. And there's also info on the ABRA jackpot schedule webpage. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for doing this podcast with me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much for having me. You're so welcome.